the word that he has given me today is on a title or a message, Jesus Christ Forever. Hallelujah. The title of the message that I'm about to deliver to you today is Jesus Christ Forever. And, you know, when this message was given to me, what the Spirit was strongly communicating to me is that Jesus Christ is known by many names. And one name that the Lord wanted to introduce to you and I today is that he is forever. He is not just Jesus Christ, but he is Jesus Christ forever. Praise the Lord. And this is fitting because last Sunday we are talking about I am now ready. Meaning that in your marriage, you are now ready to make a difference. In your family, you are now ready to be a different person. In your job, you are now ready to take over and be a good employee. In your business, you are now ready for growth. In your community, you are now ready to be a good member of society who is going to assist and help others. In your nation, you are now ready to make sure that you are a good person. As far as the work of the ministry is concerned, not to say that you are a pastor, a prophet, a teacher, an evangelist. No, but as a believer, you are now ready to go out and speak the word of God. So today we are talking about Jesus Christ forever. Hmm. Now listen, we have many great people that have walked the face of the earth. Many people whom we refer to today as great people. Many people who, when we watch a movie, you remember of how good they were. Many people who were either in entertainment or sports, and when you look at their picture, you remember of what they did. Many people who were members of society who had done or contributed to so many good and wonderful things, be it government leaders, we remember them through maybe a picture that we look at, or we remember them through when someone mentions their name, or we remember them when we read a book or a magazine and we see their name or their picture and we say, wow, this person was great. But what happens is when it comes to you and I, people forget at some point. Praise the Lord. It takes something for you and I to be reminded of these so-called great people that once lived. But when it comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, he is remembered forever. With him, irrespective of where you are, irrespective of the time, irrespective of the generation, irrespective of the situation, Jesus Christ remains forever. The memory of Christ is unshakable. The memory of Christ cannot be erased. The memory of Christ cannot be tempered with. Whether people try to argue this or not, you still find that when it comes to Jesus Christ, he is forever. This is the reason why year in, year out, come Christmas, people are remembering Christ. Come Easter, people are remembering Christ. Hallelujah. People still remember him forever. That you know, people know that he is indeed the son of the living God. And this is why the Lord is communicating to you and I that Jesus Christ is forever. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to understand that we are talking about a man who heals forever. We are talking about a man who restores forever. 
We are talking about a man who blesses forever. We are talking about a man who encourages forever. We are talking about a man who does signs and wonders forever. We are talking about a man whose memory is forever. Hallelujah. We are talking about a man that when he speaks, his word is forever. His name alone is forever. That even after so many years that he he was on the earth and he ascended to heaven, people are still talking about him today. People are still receiving him today. Hallelujah. This is why we are saying Jesus Christ is forever. Now, listen, this man, Jesus, he causes the sick to jump out of their sick beds. Praise the Lord. This man, Jesus, he causes the blind to open their eyes. This man, Jesus, he causes the lame to walk. This man, Jesus, he is the only man in history who died and was raised on the third day by the Spirit of God and everyone saw him ascending into heaven with the aid or the guidance of being surrounded by angels. Hallelujah. This is the only man who shook the whole world that today when you mention the name of Jesus, even demons cannot stand him. This is the only man who is forever that when you mention his name, poverty has no choice but to live. This is the only man who when you mention his name, when you call upon his name, sickness has no choice but to depart from your body. Why? He is forever. Hallelujah. There is no limit to his authority. There is no limit to his power. There is no limit to his ability. There is no limit to his supernatural knowledge. There is no limit to his wisdom. He is Jesus Christ forever. The only man who is able to wipe your tears and give you comfort. The only man who is able to you know, mend your broken heart. The only man who is able to take you in when everyone has casted you out. When people have disregarded you. When society no longer call, you know, considers you. When you are no longer wanted by your own kind, your kindred. Jesus Christ is the only forever who will say, come my friend and be with me. Hallelujah. He is the only one who does not hold grudges. He is forever. Hallelujah. He is, he is able to do things that you and I are not able to do. Why? He is Jesus Christ forever. Now, I want you to open the book of John chapter 1. I want us to go to the book of John chapter 1. So, let's open our Bibles from the book of John chapter 1. And as you're opening John chapter 1, allow me to pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you. I honor you and I worship you that, Lord, we are about to search the scriptures, to read the scriptures together with your people. I ask that, Lord, as we read the word of God, as we teach my Father the word of God, thank you for I know that, Holy Spirit, you are with us as a helper to help us. May you open our minds, open our understanding, and give us the concentration. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Alright, so John chapter 1, I want us to read verses 1 to 5. I'll be reading the New King James Version. John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. And I would like to ask that, uh, please, if you are there watching right now, just post up the verses um, so that it will help those that will be looking, um, watching later. 
John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. Now, the New King James Version, the Bible reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2. And was in the beginning he was with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of all men. Verse number five, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, listen, we are saying Jesus Christ forever. And the word of God in the book of John, chapter one, from verses one to five, begins to say, in the beginning. It starts off by saying, in the beginning. And it continues to say, after the beginning, in the course of time, Jesus became. Hallelujah. From the word that was in the beginning, later on, he became living and dwelt among you and I. Now, that is why we are saying Jesus Christ is forever. Why? Think about it. He was there in the beginning. Praise the Lord. And he is there now. Meaning throughout time, Jesus Christ is there. Praise the Lord. He exists forever. He has been there from the beginning, from the foundations of the heaven and the earth. When you go to the book of Genesis chapter 1, and you read from chapter verse number 1, the whole of chapter 1, in fact, up until verse 25, the Lord was creating everything that you see in the universe. He was speaking, he was mentioning, and he was using the word. Christ was there in the beginning. He is forever. And when you jump to verse number 26, where he speaks about a man, and then you go to chapter 2, where he forms man from the ground, all of that process, throughout the process of creation, Jesus Christ was there and he's there. And today, even after he has ascended to go back to the Father, the Bible still says he's with us now. Praise the Lord. He's Jesus Christ forever. I want you to look at something from the book of Revelation. Open with me your Bible in the book of Revelation, chapter 19. We are talking about Jesus Christ forever. Revelation, chapter number 19. I'll read verses 12. Uh, in fact, let's look at verses 6. Revelation, chapter 11. Let's start off verse number 6. Revelation chapter 19, verse uh, chapter 19. Yes, so it's Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. The Bible reads, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold a white horse, and he who sat on him called faithful, and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. Verse 12. And his eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no one knew except himself. Now take a moment on verse number 12 at the end. This is Revelation chapter 19, verses 12 at the end. He says that there is a man that was riding on a horse. 
and this man had a name written and this name only he knew it. Praise the Lord. Now think about it. The Bible is, I mean, here, this is John when he was, was on the island of Patmos. When John was on the island of Patmos, he was blind at the time and he was led by the Spirit of the Lord to show him what would come. And so here the word of God is saying that there is a man that he saw riding on a horse. And this man that was riding on a horse, the Bible says he had a name written. However, this name that was written, only he himself knew. Look at verse number 13. He was clothed with a white, uh, with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the word of God. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says in the book of John chapter 1 that we read that in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And here in the book of Revelation, chapter 19, verse 13, the Bible is saying that the man was, uh, you know, he had a robe that was dipped in blood. This man that had a name that only he knew. But then they saw something fascinating, that his name was called the word of God, Jesus Christ forever. Remember we said in the book of Genesis, he was there during creation. When you come to the book of John, he is there in our time when he walked the earth in the flesh. And now here, uh, John is seeing the future. In the end, Christ is still there. He is forever. Praise the Lord. There is no time where Christ does not exist. There is no time where Christ is not found. There is no time where Christ is missing. There is no time where Christ is in hiding, but always throughout time, Christ is present. Christ is available. Now, I want to say to you today, I want to ask you today, what situation are you in where you think Christ is not available? What challenge are you facing that makes you think or feel that Christ is not available? What has been said about your life, about your family, that makes you think or feel that Christ has abandoned you? Because according to the word of God, it is saying that Jesus is everywhere. He is forever. He is found every time. He is found in every situation. He is found in every place. Every place. Remember the Bible says that Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and what? And forever. We are going to read that. Hallelujah. Um, let's look at Hebrews chapter 13. Let's look at the book of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Now, the Bible reads, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your yesterday may have been terrible, but Jesus was the same. Your today may not be ideal according to your expectations, but Jesus is forever. Your tomorrow may be unknown to you, but Jesus is forever. He is there and he is ready to do something over your life. Hallelujah. Jesus is always listening. He is always paying attention. How do I know this? The Bible says in the book of John chapter 14, verse 16, that Jesus was about to leave the earth. Praise the Lord. He knew that his time on the earth was about to end. But before he left, he spoke something remarkable. 
to the disciples. He said to the disciples that, listen, I am about to leave. Praise the Lord. I am about to leave from among you. But what I'm going to do is I am going to pray to my father that my father is going to give you another helper, a comforter. Hallelujah. Just to ensure that my foreverness is not only ending here as I live, but it shall be continuous. That as long as you have the Holy Spirit, as long as you are filled with the Spirit of the Lord, Jesus Christ is forever with you. Hallelujah. He was giving assurance. He was giving, uh, you know, a statement to say, you know, an assurity that as long as you have the Holy Spirit, even though you may not see me physically, even though you may no longer interact with me, but know that I am with you forever. If you believe, then you should understand that I am with you forever. Praise the Lord. Now, listen, we are living in a time where there are many challenges. And through the challenges that we are experiencing, what is happening is that the enemy is taking advantage. Hallelujah. And in him taking advantage, what he is doing is that he is bringing so many confusion, so many confusing elements in our daily lives, in our families, that things that made sense a few years ago no longer make sense now. He's bringing circumstances that we have never experienced before. That even people before us, generations before us, did not encounter certain such experiences. And what the enemy is doing is to take advantage of such situations and bring to us a lie that we are on our own. He's bringing a spirit of fear that is making people think or feel that we have been abandoned. But I want to say to you that Jesus Christ is forever, which means it is impossible for you and I to be left alone. Hallelujah. It is impossible for you not to have him because he is always with you. He is always available. All you have to do is accept him as your Lord and the personal savior. All you have to do is make a decision in saying, you know, believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And when you do that, you ask him to say, Lord, I want to walk with you. And the moment that is done, then you know that he's there with you forever. When it rains, he's Jesus forever. When it snows, he's Jesus forever. When the sun is shining, he's Jesus forever. Hallelujah. When it is morning, he's Jesus Christ forever. When it is noontime, he's Jesus Christ forever. When it is evening, he's Jesus Christ forever. As you wake up in the morning, he's Jesus Christ forever. As you step out to do your affairs, he's Jesus Christ forever. As you go to bed in the evening, he's Jesus Christ forever. All you have to do is open your mouth and let him know that, Lord, here I am. Hallelujah. Wow. I want you to look at the book of Revelation chapter 22. The book of Revelation chapter 22. Revelation chapter 22. And let's go to verse 12. Revelation chapter 22 verse 12. The Bible reads, And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me. This is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking. And then he says, To give to everyone according to his work. 
I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Hallelujah. This is Jesus Christ forever. He is speaking that, listen, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. What? I am coming. I am coming. I am coming. And in my coming, I have got a reward that I am going to give to everyone according to their works. Now, it is important for you and I as a believer to be careful of our works. It is very important for you and I as a believer to make sure that we watch our works. It is very important that we guard our actions. Because the Lord Jesus is saying here in the book of Revelation 22 uh, from verse 12 that he indeed has a reward. But this reward that he has, he is coming to give based on the works that you and I are performing. So this is individual. This is something that requires me as Tadala to take a time, to take a moment and to say, how am I living with God? How am I living in my everyday life? Yes, I know that Jesus Christ is forever and he loves me. I know God loves me. That's true. But the question then comes to say, am I only aware of these things when I am in the church? Am I only aware of these things when I am with other believers? Am I only aware of these things when we are speaking or teaching or opening the Bible? Or am I aware of these things even when I am at work? when I am at my place of business, when I am at school, when I am with my neighbors, when I am with my friends, wherever I go, is my reflection, is my life portraying that I am indeed a child of God. And this is what you and I need to daily ask ourselves. We need to, you know, be, um, we need to be honest with ourselves with this question. Look at verse number 14. Uh, Blessed are those who do what? His commandments. That's Revelation chapter 22 verse 14. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. Hallelujah. So the word of God is saying that the right to enter into the city the access to enter into the city is dependent on those who are what who are walking with him. Is dependent on those whose works can be checked against his word and marked or ticked to say yes, they do qualify. That they are identical. There is no discrepancies between our works and the works of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now remember, we are saying Jesus Christ forever. If you look at the life of Christ, you find that the man lived a life that was full of good examples. He had lo love in him. He had compassion in him. He had um, faith that he would speak to any situation knowing that he has got authority to command. He understood who he was, that he had the capacity to change the dynamics Praise the Lord. 
And for you and I to be called children of God, to be called disciples, to be called Christians, it means there is a time where our works, our actions, have to correspond to what the Lord Jesus is all about. Praise the Lord. And I want you to, to, to enjoy and celebrate the fact that he is forever. Meaning his compassion is forever. This is why the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are what? In Christ Jesus. So you cannot be condemned if you are in Christ. No evil can condemn you if you are in Christ. No spirit can condemn you if you are in Christ. No individual or human being can condemn you if you are in Christ. Why? Because the word of God says so. He says if you are in Christ and you are walking after the spirit and not the flesh, then there is no right of condemnation over your life. Not through your thoughts. Not through your heart. Not through your spirit. Not through your ears. Nothing has no right to condemn you. As long as you are in Christ and you are living according to the spirit, not the flesh. Hallelujah. And uh, wow. Now, listen, I, I want to read um, quickly the same Revelation chapter 22, verse 12 and 13 from the Amplified vi uh, Version of the Bible. There are some words I want you to pay attention to. Uh, Revelation 22, verse 12 and 13 from the Amplified Version. The Bible reads, Behold, I, Jesus, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to each one according to the merit of his deeds. And these merits are the earthly works which are coupled with faithfulness. And 13, he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, and this end meaning the eternal one. Ha! Glory to God. I, I love the end of verse number 13, where it says the eternal one. This end, he is the eternal one. He is forever. Hallelujah. He is the final authority. He is like, you know, in a Supreme Court where he is, a, you know, he, he is a judge. He has got the authority and the power to change anything and everything. He is the one that everyone looks at. He is the one that everyone is waiting on. He is the one that when he speaks, his words are able to overturn or overrule any decision that was made. Hallelujah. Now, witches, wizards may have made a decision to say that your life will be cut short. But when you are with Christ forever, he says, no, that cannot be. I am able to remove that curse over your life. When you are walking with Christ forever, when they have spoken a curse over your life of sickness, of diseases, where you are always unwell, Christ forever is saying, listen, I am the eternal one. I am able to remove that curse over your life and you enjoy a life of wholeness, a life of health. When there is a curse over your life, where you do not get married, you know, where you are struggling to find happiness in your marriage, Christ is saying that I am the final authority, that I can change that, I can reverse that, I can remove that, I can cut that, I can stop that. Why? Because I am Christ forever. I have the final authority. Hallelujah. Now, there is a song we sing, we say, who has the final say? Jehovah has the final say. Jehovah turned my life around. Jehovah changed everything. Who has the final say? Jehovah has the final say. Hallelujah. Now, that's something that is key. It is fundamental for you and I to understand that when we are living our lives, we should know that our God has the final say. Hallelujah. 
a doctor's report does not carry the final say over your life. Your current marital status does not carry the final say over your life. Your inability to conceive children does not carry the final say over your life. The fact that you may be unemployed this moment does not carry the final say over your life. The fact that your business is struggling to grow does not carry the final say over your life. It is rather Jehovah who has the final say. And as long as you remain his, then he is able to turn your life around. He is able to turn your situation around. He is able to lift you from nothing. Hallelujah. Now, excuse me, I am one person that can testify to what God does in the life of a child of his. Hallelujah. Because I see him day in and day out doing things that when I keep quiet, it makes me say, Lord, do I deserve it? It makes me say, Lord, why me? But in those questions, I remember that the reason why, yes, I deserve it is because I am his. So the answer is, yes, I deserve it. And the answer to the question, why me? It is because I am his. Therefore, he cannot allow his own to suffer. Hallelujah. I mean, it would be an error if God will allow his own children to be struggling while those of the enemy or those who are outside are experiencing joy. Remember, the Bible says that there is an error where it has been found that the children of the king, you know, the princes and the princesses are busy walking. And the children of the enemy are on the horseback. That is an that is an error. That how is it that the servants are busy on the horseback, riding on the horseback, having a good life, experiencing good health, experiencing happiness in marriages, experiencing peace in their family, and yet the children of God are experiencing misfortune. The word of God is saying that is an error, and that error ought to be corrected. Hallelujah! And Christ is able to correct that. Praise the Lord. Christ forever is able to make a correction of that error and bring restoration. He is able to bring indeed a correction that will cause things to favor you. Now, David made a statement in one of his Psalms. He says, I have been young and now I am old, but I have never seen the righteous nor their children begging for bread. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their children begging for bread. I have not seen it. I have been young. Now I am old. I am a king. I have been in different places, but I have not witnessed such a thing. So the question is, why are you and I experiencing such misfortune? Why are we victims of the tactics of the enemy? Why are we victims of life? That life is playing with you and I. Is that how life, how life ought to be for a child of God? The answer is a big no. He is Christ forever. We ought to celebrate. We ought to enjoy. We ought to live a good life. Why? He is on the throne. He died for you and I. Hallelujah. Wow. I, I love the spirit of the Lord. And this I am not saying because I am a pastor. Those who have known me before I was ordained as a pastor know that that's how I have been. Growing up in the church, serving men of God, women of God, 
being a servant in the church, being a servant for the work of the Lord and loving it without complaints, without uh, you know any grudge, without any expectations, that I love to serve. So I want to say to you right now that I am here as a servant. Hallelujah. Let me say this. The word of God says that the harvest is plenty. But the laborers are few. Now, thank you, Spirit of Lord of God. Now, Jehovah has just reminded me something very important. All right? That before we finish, I want to bring this to your attention. And this happened either on Friday, the early hours of Friday, if not the early hours of Saturday. And what happened is, in my sleep, I had a vision. And in this vision, my wife came to me and she said to me, people are waiting for you to preach to them. And the moment she said those words, people appeared. So many people that we are sitting down. It was a lot of people that we are sitting down. And when I looked, I asked her, I said, but it is not yet time. Nor is it the day. And then immediately I was walking from my sleep. <laughs> Hallelujah. So with that, I want to say to you that the Bible says the harvest. Now, this was the Lord Jesus Christ that was speaking these words. He said, the harvest is plenty, meaning there are many souls. There are many people that are not believing. Many people whose hearts are bruised. Many people whose hearts are broken. Many people who are disappointed. And some of them may even have been disappointed by us as servants of God. Or by us as the body of Christ. Many people have felt frustrated but the issue is that those who are to serve them, according to the Lord Jesus, are few. They are very few. So he, he said, they pray. Now, this was the words of Jesus to the disciples that pray that the Lord of the harvest may send laborers, workers, servants into his harvest. Hallelujah. So I want to say to you, I want to assure you that I am a servant. I have been called by God, chosen by God for you. I am here to serve you. <laughs> I am here to work. I am here to pray. I am here to teach. I am here to encourage. I am here to do whatever it is that the Lord wants me to do for the sake of your life. So when I ask to say that, let's pray. Or send me names like I did on the Thursday, on Friday and the Saturday. I want you to understand that it is because of the hunger, the zeal that the Lord has placed in me, number one. And number two, the calling. So, please, let me say it one more time before we pray and close. That send me the names of men in your family, women in your family, children of all ages in your family. And there are specific petitions, prayers that the Lord is putting upon my heart that I am continuously praying and mentioning their names. I don't know why he has asked me to do it that way. 
but he specifically wants me to be mentioning names as I am praying for these specific things. So again, I want to say to you that I am one of yours. I am one of you. Yes, I have been called. I have been chosen by God as a pastor. That's okay. But I remain a son. I remain a brother. I remain an uncle, a husband, a member of society, a colleague, a friend. So I want you to, to you know, know that I am here so that we can walk together. Hallelujah. Know that I am here so that we can walk together in this walk of the Lord. It's not going to be easy, but we have got Jesus Christ forever on our side. There is a song that says, Alimbali Yanga, Jehovah Alimbali Yanga, which is to say, Jehovah, God, is on my side. Hallelujah. So with that, it is, it is indeed an assurance to say that he is on our side, we cannot lose. He is Jesus Christ forever. Hallelujah. So with that, I want to appreciate you, uh, to thank you, and um, let's pray. All right, so wherever you are, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. I want you to raise your hands, okay? So wherever you're watching from, this moment, I want to kindly ask you that you raise your hands. If you can make it to kneel down, you can do so. If you are sitting, that's fine. If you want to stand, that's welcome. But I want you to raise your hands and I'm going to pray for you. Okay, let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I thank you, I honor you, and I glorify you. I appreciate you because of your kindness, your love, your unending care for us. Lord, I have delivered the word that you had given me to deliver to your people, which you are saying, Jesus Christ forever. There is no limit to your healing. There is no limit to your restoration. There is no limit to your compassion. There is no limit to your love. And so I thank you for their life. And as they are raising their hands, I pray that, my God, they are surrendering their lives before you, Jesus. They are surrendering their health before you, Jesus. They are surrendering their marriages before you, Jesus. They are surrendering every relationship before you, Jesus. They are surrendering their jobs, their careers, their academics before you, Jesus. They are surrendering everything, Lord, to you and saying, Lord, take control. I therefore pray, Lord, that God, may you take charge in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare that, Father, whatever they may encounter, they are going to encounter it with you on their side. Lord, I speak victory over their life. I speak success over their life. I speak triumph over their life. I speak grace over their life. I speak peace over their life. I speak healing over their life in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I say thank you. And everyone that is going to come and say that I want to receive Jesus as my Lord, personal Savior. I pray that God, thank you for opening their heart. That they are ready to walk with you, Jesus. And I pray that as they make that decision, may you accept them because you are good. Your word says that there is a joy in heaven among the angels over one soul that repents. Ah, thank you, Jehovah. I bless you and I glorify you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Thank you. 
um, for taking the time to watch this live uh, broadcast. I am humbled and I am honored that as the Lord is giving me this word, as the Lord is giving me the instructions to pray with you, to share with you, that I have got you with me so that we should understand and enjoy that he is indeed Christ forever. I want you to know that don't be shaken. Don't worry because God is good. Hallelujah. So um, I want to wish you a blessed evening. Um, I want to wish you a blessed week. I want to wish you um, a blessed month that will be getting into the month of February and to say to you that may you succeed. Let favor be your portion. Let grace be yours as you are celebrating the month of February. Jesus Christ is forever. Thank you and may God bless you. Bye-bye.